It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Today's episode is sponsored by Swan Lake Overlook. Swan Lake Overlook is a luxurious wedding and event venue located in the North Georgia mountains of Dawsonville, Georgia. Swan Lake is characterized by its impressive exterior overlooking the lake with an elegant fountain backdrop. The architectural elements showcase a timeless elegance combining classic and modern aesthetics. And my favorite part of Swan Lake is that it is home to a group of eclectic animals from fairy tale deer to alpacas, emus, donkeys, horses, and of course, swans. Guys, this place is amazing. And if you or you know someone looking for a unique wedding or event venue, contact them by visiting swanlakeoverlook.com and let them know you heard about them on the Purposeful Women of God podcast. Welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we first have to talk about, if you follow us on social media, you saw that we won an award. We did. Can you believe it? (laughs) No. (laughs) We won Best of Haul. For 2024, yes. which is really cool. In the podcast area. For the podcast. Best podcast, yes. Yeah, and um, we didn't know that we were nominated. Right. We didn't even, this was not on our radar, but we got an email that said, hey, you won. And we were like, is this, this is spam. Ashley <laughs> thought it was like a troll or something messaging us back I in did. December to let us know. I had to call Tabitha and I'm like, have you looked at our email? She's like, no. And I'm like, look at it now. <laughs> I said, is this real? And she's like, it looks real. So yeah, we're excited about that. Our first little award for the podcast. So thank you to everybody who, thank you to the person that nominated us. Because normally I think for this business, not businesses nominate themselves. And we did not. We did not. We don't know how we got nominated. So if you're listening out there and you nominated us, thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to the people that voted for us. We appreciate it. So that was exciting. Yeah. Um, so did you watch the Super Bowl? So I know this is going to come out a couple weeks after, but we are recording right after the Super Bowl. Did you watch? Okay. I've got to tell you this story. Okay. This is hilarious. All right. So we did a chili cook-off at, at church, church, right? Yeah. Hey, so we did that and it was at like five. So we were going to make it home in time to watch yeah. a good portion of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have like Regular TV. Regular TV. So <laughs> the whole way home, I'm Googling, you know, how to watch, how to watch the Super Bowl. And I just saw, hey, it's on um, YouTube. So okay. we should be able to pull up YouTube. So we get home. Our dog had had a mishap. We had to clean some of that up. Angie. So it was just kind of like a big mess. Yeah. So Derek just pulls up YouTube. Yeah. And he clicks on the 49ers versus the Chiefs, you know, who is playing. Right. And he's like, hey, we got it. We sat there and watched three quarters of the game to finish out the game. It was the Super Bowl from four years ago. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? 
He's going to kill me for telling this story because we didn't even know it. Okay, so we watched I'm the whole dying. game. We go to bed. <laughs> Who won in the game? Who won in that game? The Chiefs did. You oh, know, well. and it was a close game too. And so the next morning we get up and he goes, you are not going to believe what we did. And I was like, what? And he said, we watched the wrong game. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am dying right now. Okay, I did not expect to hear all of that. Y'all, and you went to bed. I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. It's the, so we it's had the same to, winner. It was the same winner. It was a close game. Oh man, but um, you didn't get to see Taylor Swift at all. No, and I kept thinking, gosh, they're not showing Taylor Swift. And then get this. So what's the what is the um the quarterback for the 49ers, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, yes. So he wasn't in that game. Oh. And Derek and Landon kept saying, Dad, why is Brock Purdy not <laughs> playing? And De- Derek was like, I don't know. He must have got hurt or something. I don't know why he's playing. <laughs> I don't even know how to recover from that. Like, I that is hilarious. That is hilarious. So we had to break it to our 12-year-old son before he went to school. That he didn't actually watch you the Super Bowl. You didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm dying. Like I'm, I'm dying. I don't even know. That is the funniest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Derek's like, oh man, gosh. I just lost my man card. You, no, you missed the best part of it all too. You didn't get to see Usher. Oh, I went back the next day <laughs> and I watched Usher. Yes, that was my that was my favorite part. Mom was sitting there. She's like, I don't know if that's so good. My daughter knows all of these songs. I was like, Mom, that was my that was been my time. We were in high like, school, Usher was right. Yeah, when. when or I middle was school anyway. You and were high school. school. I was both middle school and high school. But I mean, he was like a big part of my youth, you know. Yes. And he did a great job. I enjoyed yes. all that. And so, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I will. I'm going to be laughing about that all day. It's crazy. So thanks for sharing it. Yeah, Derek's going to kill I know me it's for a, sharing it's okay. that story. But okay. be like, just don't listen to this. And, week's and it's episode. funny because I didn't even know you were going to ask me that question. So I'm like, I cannot lie. I've got to tell this crazy story. No, that is hilarious. <laughs> I bet everybody's laughing right now because that's just that's the best. That's awesome. I'll yeah. never forget that. That's funny. <laughs> so we are going to just dive right in and keep on trucking through first corinthians so what are we going to be looking at today all right so we are studying chapter six of first corinthians beginning with the topic of lawsuits Mm, and as christians can we sue other people Um, but before we jump into the study ashley let's take a look at some unusual lawsuits and legal battles that have come to be a part of our history okay so we pulled up some legal lawsuits that may in some cases be stupid right so <laughs> the first one um you know and we found these on listverse.com the first one most of us have heard of this one mm-hmm. but it was in 1992 stella liebeck spilled a cup of mcdonald's coffee in her lap and suffered third degree burns that required skin grafts and two years of medical treatment She offered to settle with McDonald's for $20,000, which would have covered her medical expenses. But McDonald's countered with $800. Big difference. So, yes. (laughs) So, of course, the case then went to trial, and Lieback was awarded almost $3 million in damages. And, you know, they actually found McDonald's coffee was dangerously hot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so this lawsuit changed how restaurants serve coffee to customers. That's where I have to give Starbucks some credit on this because their coffee never burns me, but it's hot. It's hot. It's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't it something with their lid? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know there was a thing with that. But, I mean, maybe they learned something through McDonald's, too. I think they did, yeah. <laughs> I think they all did. But then I think McDonald's probably looking back is like, man, we should have just, just gave her the $20,000. Should have just gave her the $20,000. All right. So the next one happened in September of 2009. Jesse Demick, a convicted kidnapper, broke into the home of Jared and Lindsay Rowley in Topeka, Kansas, while on the run from the police. So during the standoff, Demick held the Rollies hostage for several hours before falling asleep, (laughs) according to Demick. He had a legally binding oral contract with the Rollies that they would hide him from the police in exchange for money. However, after his arrest, Demick was convicted of kidnapping, theft, and eluding police. The Rollies filed a lawsuit against Demick for the damages and distress he caused when he broke into their home. But the interesting part is that he countersued them for $235,000 in damages for breach of contract. (laughs) His suit was unsuccessful, and he was sentenced to 11 years for two counts of kidnapping. Now, that's a stupid lawsuit. Wow. He held them hostage and then countersues them because they they t- broke, they turned him into police. Breach of contract. <laughs> when he fell asleep. <laughs> when he fell asleep. Man, I, people, I swear. <laughs> Finally, the last one we're going to talk about in the case of Naruto versus Slater. A monkey named Naruto filed a copyright infringement claim over a selfie he took on a wildlife photographer's unattended camera the photographer david slater and the publishing company wildlife personalities limited published the monkey selfies in a book (laughs) the ninth district court of appeals affirmed naruto's article three standing stating that the complaint included facts sufficient to establish that naruto the the monkey monkey, (laughs) was in fact the author and owner of the photographs the case ended with a settlement agreement between Slater and PETA, where Slater agreed to donate 25% of his future proceeds from the monkey selfies to charities protecting wildlife. I didn't know that a monkey could file a lawsuit. Guys, we learn something new every learn day. Learn something new every day. <laughs> All right, so some of these seem quite silly, right? But the truth is... Just as we see today, Paul received word that the Corinthian Christians were also spending time in courts suing one another. Some lawsuits may have been warranted, while others might not have been, but that poses the question today, are Christians biblically allowed or given permission to sue one another? Hmm. And in chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, Paul addresses this issue, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, Ashley, let's just begin reading in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 1 through 6. And I have to say, this is not something that I've ever really given much thought to until we were studying this out. I know, but it's interesting that it's, I mean, it's in the Bible. It's in here. Yeah. They say everything's in the Bible, and it is. So, 1 Corinthians 6, let's start with verse 1. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? 
If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers? So let's first talk about what's happening here. So disputes are occurring within the church among believers. Um, They're unable to settle these disputes. So rather than handling it among themselves, they're actually taking it to the courts, right? And they're they're asking the courts to handle the the matter. So does that sound so bad? Not Mm. No, not really. No. It doesn't. I mean, that's what that's how we handle disputes now, right? Right. So the whole point that Paul is making is that here are two believers, right? Right. Two people who follow Christ, two believers who are like-minded in their beliefs, and yet they cannot settle their own disputes. So they're going before a court system who is worldly mm. to settle their disputes. So if we... Bible-believing Christians cannot find someone to mediate for us and to help us resolve our issues, how in the world can we expect what Paul calls the heathen to judge and help us find a resolution? In verse 5, he says, Is there not a wise man among you, another Christian who can serve as a mediator? And that just gives us a little bit better understanding of where Paul is going with all of this. So let's just keep reading, and then we'll talk about it all with all of these verses tied together. So let's pick back up with 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. So it says, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud in that your brethren. So we see in these two verses that Paul is acknowledging that they may have been wrong or defrauded. He's not disputing that. But he's posing the question to them. Why do you not take the wrong? And verse 8 says, you yourself has done wrong and defrauded your brother as well. The fact is, we're all going to be wronged. Even in the church, people are going to make mistakes. They're going to mistreat you. Sometimes you're even going to be taken advantage of. But does that give you permission to sue that person for what is rightfully yours? Because we have to remember that we ourselves have been the ones to make mistakes. We've been the ones to wrong others. We've mistreated and taken advantage of our brothers and sisters in Christ too. So that brings us back to the original question. Do we, as Christians, ever have permission to sue one another? Well, I looked for help to answer this question because based on this verse of Scripture, it doesn't really yeah. seem like it. Doesn't seem like we. And have so I was a little confused yeah. about how we are supposed to handle situations like this. So I did go to gotquestions.org, and I don't think that I could sum it up much better than what they say. So I'm just going to read what they say. It says, "For Christians not to forgive each other and reconcile their own differences is to demonstrate spiritual defeat." However. There are some instances where a lawsuit might be the proper course of action if the biblical pattern for reconciliation has been followed and the offending party is still in the wrong. So what is the biblical pattern for reconciliation? And I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when we talked about when you have a, a an alt with your brother or yeah. a dispute with your brother. So yeah. from Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17, this is Jesus giving the instruction for this. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. 
If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. So we talked about this a few weeks ago, as I said, but biblical reconciliation begins by going to the person alone first. If he doesn't listen, take two or three people with you. And then if he still doesn't listen, take it to the church leaders. And that's all you can do among yourselves. And then at that point, if it's a legal issue then there may be a time to go before the courts or it's time to just let go and accept the wrong and and move on. So, but what if you don't know what to do? You know, it's a situation to where maybe money is owed to you or yeah. you know, there were damages or whatever it may be. We, I, I could just only think that we reflect back to James 1, 5. And he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So the ultimate advice is just to take it to the Lord in prayer, seek wisdom, and listen to what he tells you through his word. So there's nothing wrong with using the court as long as it is done with a right motive and a pure heart. Paul even referenced the law in Acts chapters 21 and 22 when he stood accused. He said, is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't even been tried? So he was reflecting back onto the law when he is standing before the courts. And finally, I love what gotquestions.org says last because this sums it all up. Paul is concerned with the testimony of the believer. It would be far better for us to be taken advantage of than it would be for a person to be pushed further away from Christ by taking him or her to court. Which is more important, a legal battle or the battle for a person's eternal soul? Mm. And we know that court battles can get very ugly at times. And so that's what we have to consider as Christians. Is this going to taint my testimony? Am I going to look bad in front of maybe a lost person because I can't settle this dispute on my own? And so really it's, you have to look within, you have to seek wisdom from those around you. You have to seek wisdom from the Lord to know exactly how you should handle it. That's like you're saying, it's all about your motive. Mm -hmm. So do you want to rectify or make a situation right? Or are you suing out of greed for financial gain? So basically we should avoid taking someone to court if at all possible, but at times it may be appropriate to pursue a legal act, you know, legal action. And right. I have to say, you know, Aaron and I went through this mm-hmm. personally um, a year or so ago, and he was having somebody, you know, build him a race car. Things happened, and we were taken for seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Seven thousand dollars is a lot of Absolutely. money to us. And you know, Aaron did. The bet, his best to try and work it out with the guy. Mm-hmm. He tried to get the car. He tried, man, just give me what you got, mm-hmm. you know, pay me my money back. Months and months went by, nothing. You know, right. we had no car, we had no money. And so we did have to take it yeah. to police. And that was the last thing we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we never thought we were going to see our money again, but God was faithful and he worked it out. But even at the small little court date, this guy had to have, and we were face-to-face with him. It was a video call that we got to join when he was taken to court. And, you know, he promised to pay the money back. But Aaron said in that, he said, I want this guy to know that I have no will ill towards him. Mm-hmm. I wish him nothing but the best. I would right. never tear down his business. And, you know, I pray that God continues to bless him. And, you know, 
we went through it and it was civil and we did end up getting our money back. But I think there are some times that, yeah, unfortunately you have to go there. Do you have a situation I mean, that you've dealt with before? And people aren't allowed just to break the law. Right. You know, that doesn't mean, right. you know, and that's that what we're saying. There are situations. Right. Yeah. But we're talking about in this situation, there were just a lot of petty issues right. that were going on. And, you know, we also live in a world now where everybody is just wanting to make a quick buck. Yes. So can I, oh, I fall down here. Can I yes. just sue this person? Right. And I gain you know, $500,000 yeah. and now I'm well, you know, and so you have to take all of that in, into consideration. So right. that's why we say, what are your motives? Right. Is it just getting back what's legally yours? Right. Or is it you trying to be greedy yeah. and, and gain things that really aren't yours? That's you know, right. um, you know, I know a situation of a family member of ours who was injured, injured on the job and it was a very tragic situation. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at the situation, they could have sued their employer oh, yeah. because of the situation that came up. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They went to their employer. They worked it out. And they were in, they ended up being able to come to, you know, a good solution that worked for both parties. And I think that that's what the whole goal is. Right. Anyway, is what Paul is saying is that you should both be able to come into the situation. Right. And come to an agreement and together. And come to an agreement. What yes. is fair you know, right. you're not looking to get rich quick, but right. you are looking for a fair agreement. And as Christians, if two have had an issue with one another, the goal is you should be able to come right. together, maybe with a mediator within the church or another Christian friend and yeah. work it out. And that's so right. that's what he's saying within this whole thing. Yep. You know, you go back to the McDonald's lawsuit, whether you agree or not that she sued them, she did try to settle with them for what she felt was do her right but yeah. because it went to court and that wasn't her fault right she McDonald's didn't want to go there to do that yeah. yeah she was given quite a hefty settlement you know and yeah. so we can look at situations like that and you, we can automatically cast judgment on the mcdonald's situation right say like, oh know. man she's don't you know coffee's hot yeah. i mean you know coffee's we can hot, say that you know, yeah but you don't know if she was trying to i don't really know the exact situation right. but yeah. it coming out what if the employee purposely spilt or the lid wasn't on right or whatever it may be and she's she suffered um she suffered from severe burns and she had to have skin grafts and everything else and she's like i just want you guys to handle my my medical expenses expenses." and they wouldn't do it and so when it went to court she got what we would probably consider an unreasonable amount of money right but that wasn't because of her no you know that wasn't her choice right yeah but let's continue with first corinthians 6 verses 9 through 11 Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So when it comes to the behavior of unbelievers, Paul is reminding them that the heathen, the lost, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will receive their punishment for their sin, idolatry, adultery, homosexuality, thieves, alcoholics, But as he says in verse 11, such were some of you. You behaved in some of those same ways. You were sinful. You mistreated others. You were sinners. 
but praise the Lord, you're mm-hmm. washed, you're sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord. It's, you know, almost as a reminder to the Christians that before you judge those that are lost, that wrong you, don't forget that you are just like them. But the difference now is that you're a child of God. They don't know better, right? but you do. You do, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, that's what we need to remember. And I love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses. So let's continue in chapter 6. And I know, you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, so we're going to read this, and then we'll just pull out some key verses to glean from, because Paul references back to our bodies being the temple of God. And I know we've covered a good portion of that already in previous episodes, but this brings out, you know, a few other verses, so how too. important it is. Yes. Yeah. So it continues by saying, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his power. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So verse 12 here is so important for us. As Paul says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. So that word expedient just means that all things are not profitable and could harm us, even though it's not necessarily against the law. Mm -hmm. He then talks about food. Legally, we can eat whatever we want, whenever we want it, but not everything will benefit us. We know if we just eat all the time, we're going to suffer the consequences Mm -hmm. personally, even though we won't go to jail for it. They're not going to lock me up for sitting (laughs) on my couch eating a bag of Cheetos, but you know, I'm probably not going to feel so good afterwards. Right. You know, the same is true for many other sins. He then talks about fornication, sexual sin, which we discussed more in depth last week. Legally, we know we can engage in certain sexual activity, adultery, intimacy outside of marriage, homosexuality. Sure, we can. However, it will not benefit us. It will not be profitable to us and can harm us. So we must be careful of our behavior as Christians. Can I drink alcohol legally if I'm over 21? Sure I can, Mm -hmm. legally. But scripture warns us time and time again of the dangers found when we indulge in alcohol. And as we talked about throughout this episode, can I sue someone? Sure, legally you can. But we must consider if our actions will be profitable or will it cause more harm than good? Mm-hmm. And really in everything that we do as Christians, we need to consider that. Is it profitable for right. me? That's right. And that's where the law and like the sanctification as a Christian right. differ, that's right? right? Yes. So there are things that are lawful for me to do. I'm not going to get in trouble for it. I'm right. not going to go to jail. I'm not yeah. going to go to prison for those things. But from a Christian standpoint, yeah. is that showing the fruit of the Spirit? 
Right. And what does the Bible say about those things? Right. Yeah, exactly. And we need to consider that. You know, I do want to go back to, there was one verse of scripture in that it talks about, when it talks about fornication in verse 18, it says, every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. And you know, when we talk about the body being the temple of God, that is one sin that we do really need to be mindful of. Not that we have big sins and little sins, but Paul does um, separate these in that fornication is against your own body right? And the body is the temple. So when it comes to sexual sin, he does actually draw a distinction between that than between lying or, you know, stealing or things like that. So when it comes to adultery, fornication, homosexuality, those kinds of things, we are sinning against our our own body, body, not against someone else. We're sinning against ourselves. So that's why he he says to take those things more um, into consideration. So what's the purpose for the teaching today? Well, as we unpack the question of what's the purpose, I want us to read those last two verses of chapter six. It says, what know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God. Ye are not your own for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The purpose of today is that the world will tell you Get what's yours. Right. Right? Take back what belongs to you at all costs. If someone offends you, make them pay. Yep. If you have a sexual desire that's sinful, it doesn't matter. Yep. Just do what feels good. Do what makes yourself feel happy. If you want something, go buy it. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of the Ariana Grande. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. Yeah. song. It says, I see it. I I like it. it, I want it. it, I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about that song and that's how, you know, the world tells us to live our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how many of us as Christians are even living our lives. And Paul said, that's how the heathen live. That's how the world lives. And such were some of you though. But now your body is not your own. You can't live that way anymore. Your body is the temple of God and you have been bought with a price. So when everything you do, remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and glorify him in your body and in your spirit. He deserves our sacrifice. And I think if we live like that, because so many people want to debate topics in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Drinking, you know, sexual sin, things that we've talked about. They want to, oh, it says not to give into much, not to, but if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have been saved when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Mm -hmm. Would Jesus take that drink? Right. Would Jesus commit that sexual sin? Would he take this person to court? Would he? Yeah. You know, and 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 that's really how we should be living our lives. Yes, It's it's going back to old school when I was a kid and I wore the WWJD bracelet (laughs) every day, right? Shouldn't we ask that question? Yeah. We should. So what's our challenge this week? You know, maybe it's not a lawsuit that you're dealing with, but maybe someone has wronged you and you're struggling in finding forgiveness. In Matthew 18, 21 through 22, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how oft shall I shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Mm. Seven times? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus said to Peter, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times yeah. Have you done the math on that? Yeah. I <laughs> 490 times. Yeah. Um, I think our kids learned this last week on a Wednesday night because Justin came home and he's not one that really talks about a lot that yeah. he learned in class, but all week long he was being like, 
Charlie, do you know 70 times 7 is 490? (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. He knows it and he remembered it. So our challenge this week is to offer forgiveness where it's needed, but to Mm -hmm. also ask forgiveness where we've wronged another. And if that person is lost, just remember such were some of you, but now you're washed and sanctified. You've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus and glorify him with your body and spirit. You belong to God. So seek his wisdom in everything you do. I like that. So just close us out in a word of prayer. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just come to you today. Lord, we thank you, God, for being able to divide your word, Lord. And I know that this is not a topic that we would normally talk about, about suing one another, but God, it is in your word, and I know that we can glean wisdom from it. So God, I pray that you would just speak to hearts, and God, I pray that where maybe we are excusing sin in our life, that maybe we'll take a good look at ourselves and realize that we need forgiveness from you and from maybe someone that we've wronged. And so God, I pray that you would just speak to hearts and help us just to do your will in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. We cannot thank you enough for all of your love and support. Make sure if you are not following the podcast, we know there's a high percentage of people that listen that are not following. You hit the follow button wherever you're listening to your podcast. And remember, as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.